Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hi everyone, it's Leah, and with me on this quick shot of romance is is Rachel, who is read with Rach on Instagram. Welcome back to the podcast, Rachel. Thanks for having me. On this episode, we are reviewing Trusting Taylor by Susan Stoker. It is book two of her Silverstone series. Do you want to do the synopsis for us? Yep. From New York Times bestselling author Susan Stoker comes a scorching Silverstone installment that finds a former military man racing to save the woman he loves as danger closes in on them both. Former military man turned government assassin Kellen Eagle Trowbridge isn't looking for love. He'd rather keep his head down at his cover job as an employee of Silverstone Towing. That all changes, however, when he meets Taylor Carden. Beautiful, smart, and witty, Taylor instantly falls for the mysterious tow truck driver, who comforts her both in the aftermath of the car crash she sees firsthand, and when the police dismiss her as a credible witness because her, I can't say that word. Prosopagnosia. Thank you. I'm like, I can't even with the pronunciation. Or face blindness. (laughs) Eagle, on the other hand, can remember every person he's ever met and the two counterparts forge an immediate connection. But someone else is just as intrigued by Taylor's unique condition as Eagle is, and his intentions are downright deadly. Soon, Eagle and Taylor are too caught up in each other to see the danger that's approaching. But as time runs out, they'll discover their love isn't the only thing fighting to survive. Okay, so this released March 2nd, um, 2021. Um, the tropes are protector, friends to lovers, heroine in danger, and we chose it as a steam level of two because it definitely is not as steamy as some of her other books. But I, I didn't miss it with this one. Like I felt like the story, like it was, <clears throat> it was a slow burn, which she doesn't really always do. And then, and then like, but I wasn't disappointed about it. Yeah, I felt the same way. It, it wasn't one of those books where I was like, okay, come on, like what's going on with this relationship? Like, where's Mm -hmm. the steam? I thought it was really well paced. And like you said, I didn't really miss it at all. Mm -mm. It had some steamy moments for sure, but wasn't her normal level. Yeah, didn't miss it. Yeah, because I don't think they even kissed until like 60% into the book or something like that. Or it might have actually been later than that. Yeah, that sounds right. But I actually don't know because I didn't miss it. Normally Normally in books, I'm like, they didn't even kiss until 50%. What's up with that? I know. I and then like it. we complain about it. But yeah, I, that's the thing. And I think part of it is she always, she is one who always brings in different issues or conditions or ampu- like that she has amputees. She has like um, one of her characters was on the spectrum. Like she brings in a lot of diversity and like that aspect of it. And I just, and I think she was so focused on this one because Eagle had, he saw a face, he remembered it and like could tell you who it was, what their name was and like all that information. And then Taylor, like she could see a person six different times within like an hour and couldn't tell you who it was. And I think that was the big thing. Like there was just so much emphasis on like their differences that she didn't need that steam this time around yeah I agree I think the focus was definitely on character development and building Mm -hmm. building up their friendship first which she spent a lot of time on 
and then eventually getting to the relationship type stuff. Yeah. And that was the thing. Like they, they really did. And even like she even puts in the book, like how Kellen Eagle, because they don't ever refer to them as their real first names, but how he told Taylor, like he, he really just wanted to get to know her because of her condition. And like, she was really sad about it, but like, as he kept talking, like it made her feel better. Cause originally that was like his Mm -hmm. driving force, but like the more he talked to her and the more he got to know her, the more he liked her. Yeah. And I really appreciated that it was like over the span of weeks Mm -hmm. and not days, which I, I can get behind Insta love. I have no problem with Insta love. It's refreshing for it to be, you know, there's an instant connection, but but there's like a realistic timeline to it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. They, yeah, it could happen in real life minus all the, you know, secret. And I like too, that she often will give you a, typically her males are strong they're different sizes. Like she never has like, they're not all six foot two and like beefy, but like there's yeah. tall, there's like short, there's like the heights are different, but they're, I mean, they're all military people. So of course, like they have that natural, like physical ability, but her female characters are not always teeny tiny little like people. Like they, like Taylor had a normal mm-hmm. body. She was a normal, a normal person. Like she wasn't this yes. cookie cutter, like tiny model that, everybody like wants yeah I love that about Susan's books and she very rarely has it where they like they might make comments about like oh I don't know what he sees in me but it's not super prevalent and you never get the feel that like Susan is saying that right right like the character might be but I never feel like she's just like throwing in these normal type of characters like well and one thing I've noticed too like even Mm -hmm. if the character is talks about like themselves in a negative way. Like they're always open about it and they always like say it vocally and like Mm -hmm. her other characters constantly are telling whoever like had the bad thing. Like you are not this person. You are attractive. Like you are beautiful. Like you are more Mm -hmm. than what you think you are. Like there's always that positive versus the negative. Yeah. And one thing I've also noticed is that it typically gets brought up like maybe one or two times Mm -hmm. and then it's not something that just keeps coming up right it's not like like a tired thing it happens once they talk about it and then they're like over it yeah there's like that the internalization like when we first meet the character and she's like he or she like has that internalization about like how they're feeling and why they're feeling the way they are and then there's always some sort of conversation about it like a little bit later and i mean it might come up every once in a while, like in some way or another, but it's not ever like a sole focus of the book where I feel like there are some books where it's like that internal angst is such a big focus, but the outside stuff is the focus in these books. Right. Yeah. Like the body image issues or whatever issues aren't the conflict of the story. Yeah, exactly. So I did have one tiny issue with this book. So she has her face blindness it, and she doesn't recognize faces. And I get that. And I understand that. And I and I get that it's a real thing. But why doesn't she seem to, like, recognize voices? Or, my like, my feeling is maybe she does, but she just doesn't have the confidence, like, that she is hearing who it really is. Because if she has such a connection with Eagle, like, you would think that she would hear his voice. And, like, since they talk so much that, like, when he comes to the house and, like, she hears him through the door, like, she would know who it was. 
I had the exact same thoughts. Like I was reading through the notes and I was like, yes, this. I don't understand how she wouldn't like be able to tell the voices. I'm I'm guessing it's a lack of confidence, like not mm-hmm. knowing for sure. And I, I do think like sometimes people like sound the same. I don't know. Like sometimes like someone would answer, like I've confused Alex and my dad before. <laughs> and like they don't really like they didn't sound anything alike really yeah so like I don't know maybe it's like a lack of confidence or maybe well maybe I just suck at hearing (laughs) or maybe it's something where she thought that like she thought that she recognized somebody's voice but it wasn't them and so it really discouraged her from even like using that as like a a standing point like she because the one point in the story like this woman comes up and like asks her how she's doing and said like and when Eagle introduces himself, like she finds out it's somebody who used to live in her complex. But I wonder if maybe it's a case where like she had seen somebody, they taught they were talking and she thought <clears throat> it was somebody, but it wasn't them. And then they got upset because she didn't recognize who they were. And so now she just just internalizes and doesn't really listen to those tiny little cues. But I mean, you figure she was put into foster care because she cried a lot because she didn't recognize her mother and like And that would be very, like, emotionally and, like, mentally, like, challenging, like, to be, to go through the system in general, but then go through the system with this disability, in a sense. Because, because you go, like, you're going from house to house in general, and then you're going from house to house, but you can't recognize the people that you even are there with. So, and people are constantly going in and out in that situation it's like how could you even like Mm -hmm. take the time to like hone that skill almost yeah I think that makes sense I do wish it would have been touched on Mm -hmm. it would have made it a little clearer but I think it could be a confidence issue just in general not I agree but then there was that one point where she started recognizing like his his like his feel, like his feel and his smell. Mm-hmm. Like when he like hugged her that one time, like yeah, asked, like towards towards the end, like when he found her after everything had happened, like she didn't know it was him because she was, I mean, <clears throat> I, I would have been right a mess too. So like voices probably would not have been recognizable, but like when he like hold, held her, like she could recognize his hold and his smell. And like, I like that, like, because she finally like, felt so comfortable with him and so confident like that he was there for her after everything that she could recognize that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. And she recognized smells a couple different times too. Right. And that was a big, a big part of it because they had a conversation about like, she isn't able to use her sight as a, like, a standing point for anything. So she needed to really like pay attention to the things around her. And like, that's one of the things that she started to do. And so like the smell was a huge part of yeah. the story towards the end. Yeah, it was. But we, we won't tell you why, no, but it's no. good. But that was just crazy. That whole like separate storyline, like with that like situation, I was like, one, what kind of like, psycho psycho exactly but it's just i mean it's just that that's the type of person like they they prey on like weak not she's not weak by any means but like 
she has this weakness. And so like <clears throat> he is preying on this weakness and like, and then it escalates. And, but as, as always, Eagle saves the day and like the hero yeah. saves the day and everything turns out. Okay. I got chills. Like every like section of that guy's part of mm-hmm. the book. I'm like, yeah. Oh my gosh. When's this going to happen? What's going to happen? Oh no. Like, <laughs> Well, and I thought it was interesting too. Like there's a lot of times in these books that like she does not blatantly introduce the bad guy like like she did in this one. Like it was like you knew who it was, what he was going to do. You didn't know how he was going to do it, but it's like you knew within, I think it was the first six or seven chapters of the book. Yeah. Like exactly who was the bad guy. And then you just, you had kind of had to wait for him to show back up. Yes, I was constantly like, is this when it's going to happen? Is this when it's going to happen? Like, uh-huh. But his his parts were always like, real, like they were small like snippets too, <clears throat> as like a little yeah. tease. And then she just, then she just moved on. It's like, you wanted more of him, but then you didn't want more of him at the same time. Yeah, no, I completely agree. <laughs> completely agree. So, um, and then as usual, we got the ending snippet into... The next book, which is Trusting Molly, which it's, which is, it's not Gramps. It's the other one. What is his? Let me, let me look. I, I don't remember, but we got like the introduction to the next one, but it doesn't I'm come out. I'm sad that there's only four of these. I know there's only four, but, but it doesn't come out until July. So <sighs> we have to wait for book three in July. And then who knows how long we'll have to wait for book four, but it'll be good. It's um, smoke. Smoke. Okay. See, there we go. I couldn't remember. I was thinking Hawk, but I think that's, I think that's a different Probably series. another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She has a lot, like she's constantly like releasing. I feel like almost every month is, is a release yeah. for her. Yeah. I think there's one in April. I think she skips um, either May or June. Like every once in a while, like she'll skip a month, but she's constantly on a rotation and you don't ever get the same series in a row, which I like, but then I don't like at the same time. Cause I really want this new book, but right now that I'm caught up on her backlist, like I've read everything. I'm like, uh huh. no, like I need them in order. Now you have to wait for them. That's the but... downside of reading the backlist. Cause then you have to wait. Yes, exactly. And it's like in every one of her books, she like puts a teaser for like the next in the series or even like the next two. And I'm like, uh huh. But I need them now. I know. It's we I hate that delayed gratification. I know. And to think I'm sitting here like I need them now and she writes like ten books a year, but I I know. Like she doesn't give us enough. Right. <laughs> All right, Rachel. So did you like this book? I I love this book. I flew through it. Mm-hmm. I read it in a day, even with like having to work. And I was like so upset when it ended because I wanted the next book so bad. I was, mm-hmm. I texted you and I was like, how am I supposed to wait for the next book? I know. Yeah. I have yet to <clears throat> find one of her books that I don't like. Some I like more than others. Like she definitely has strong stories and like, they're not weak stories, but like not like stories that just, they're not as good. But I think this one might be in one of my, like the top 10 of hers. I mean, she has a lot of books out, but I think this is in the top 10 for me. 
yeah i would agree with that and like this silverstone series is like definitely creeping up towards my top well and it's it's a it's kind of a variation like it's similar to like her military suspense ones but it's different like they were in the military but they're not anymore it's on par with her mercenary series and her um ace security series because like they were male like well ace not so much but they were ex like armed forces right and they take this new journey they're veering they're veering and i'm talking with my hands a lot tonight um who would typically like this book um i would say anyone who likes like the military romance like romantic mm-hmm. suspense like riley edwards and i'd say kaylee cross too uh-huh. that's one that a lot of people haven't read and i think if you like susan stoker you'd love kaylee cross's books yeah like her um broken <clears throat> broken bond no mm, crimson point like that series yes. is very similar in nature to this one yeah. i believe yeah i agree yeah, I think anyone who likes the military suspense, Riley Edwards, like you say, Anna Hackett, she has some su- suspense. Like she does a little, like hers are a little different, but similar. And then also Anna Blakely, who writes in Susan Stoker's Al- Operation Alpha World also. Um, so good protector romance people right there. So would you recommend this book? Yes, I would definitely recommend it. I would definitely recommend it for romantic suspense fans Mm -hmm. like the military romance fans but I think that that isn't like a huge part of it right well the suspense is of course but (laughs) like that's a big part of it I take that back but um I would recommend it to any romance fan really because Mm -hmm. I think Susan tells a great story she does and this one I don't feel like the military aspect was super strong in this one. Like the suspense aspect was, but so if you like a really like good military romance, it would work for you. If you're iffy on the military romances, this is still good for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I have recommended this book already, so I definitely would do it again. All right. Well, thank you for joining us in this quick shot of romance. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Bye, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 